Hey mama, you're listening to the Fit Mama podcast. I'm your host and fitness bestie, Sarah. I'm a prenatal and postpartum fitness specialist, certified Pilates instructor, certified yoga teacher, and most importantly, I'm a certified hot mess of a mother. I've got a toddler son and twin baby girl, so you can just imagine the noise levels in my home. But in this podcast, I'm excited because I'm spilling all of my best tips so that you can feel your absolute best and most confident on this crazy motherhood journey. So whether you're washing the dishes or loading up the minivan, I'm glad that you're here. Turn up the volume and get ready to take some notes because we are diving into all things physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Hello and welcome to the Fit Mama podcast. I feel like I am back from the dead to record this one, you guys. I got hit with some kind of, I don't even know what, like a 24-hour bug yesterday, and I truly thought that I was going to die. I thought I was either going to die or I was pregnant again, and both of those made me kind of panic a little bit, but good news is today I feel normal, (laughs) and I'm back with a very important message. I'm sure the title of this podcast has already got you on the edge of your seat because nothing is spicier. Nothing is more exciting than talking about fiber. Okay, listen, hear me out. I know you might have been tempted to skip this episode because fiber is not a very glamorous uh, topic. However, fiber's role in your diet is extremely important, and it is becoming a bit of a buzzword recently. At least I've seen it showing up on social media a lot recently because most people are not getting the minimum recommended amount of daily fiber in their diet. So I'm going to talk about some signs that will pop up in your life if you're not eating enough fiber, and then some easy ways. I've got 15 easy ways that you as a busy mom can incorporate more fiber into your diet. And when I say they're easy, I mean, you can do this like today. So because this is already looking like it's going to be a long one, I'm going to skip the question of the week. I'm so sorry. Um, I will say that if you want to get in on a March exercise challenge that is happening, uh, you can DM me on Instagram to get the deets on that, or just be keeping track of my stories. And I would love to see you in the challenge group. The girls in these groups are asking me questions all the time and I'm giving them, you know, real time answers. So if I did not get to your question this week on the podcast, just know that that is the best way to get those questions answered and get some extra accountability in the process. Okay. Now having done that little bit of housekeeping, let's talk fiber. So Here are some ways that might signal that you're not getting enough fiber in your diet. First, the obvious. Okay, we all know fiber helps us to stay regular in the bathroom. So if you are constipated, if it feels like things are just not moving very smoothly, you're probably not eating enough fiber. I actually see this come up really often nowadays because people are so focused on protein that they will eat their weight in like chicken breast but then they don't add a vegetable or like any kind of fiber source, or they're scared to death of carbs like grains. And so they don't get enough fiber and then they just feel terrible and they don't know what's going on. They'll tell me like, I have a really healthy diet. I don't understand. And I'm like, girlfriend, you have not eaten any fiber in like three days. This is why you're struggling. This is why your stomach hurts. Like, yeah, I see this coming up a lot recently. So 
yes, it keeps you regular. Um, but another sign that you might not be eating enough fiber actually has to do with your hunger levels. You might be hungry soon after eating. This is a pitfall of many dieters, again, because they want to eat a quote unquote clean diet and they don't want to eat carbs. And so they don't eat grains or veggies. And then they're not satisfied after eating because they didn't get any fiber and their body still want some. And so because of that, they're hungry very quickly after they eat. And not only do we have like a mental satisfaction that we're missing there, but also fiber expands when it absorbs water and that helps to feeling full. Like fullness is not just about the calories that you consume. It has to do with volume as well. This is why you might've heard of things like high volume eating, where you eat a lot of fibrous fruits and vegetables. And it's for this reason, because we want to fill up our bellies with enough volume for us to also have that feeling of fullness satisfied. So if you notice that soon after eating what should have been enough calories, you're still feeling hungry, maybe fiber is the reason or a lack thereof. Okay, the third sign that you might not be eating enough fiber is if you have high cholesterol. Fiber, specifically soluble fiber, so again, the kind that absorbs water, helps to lower our cholesterol because it reduces the amount of cholesterol that our body actually absorbs and it moves it out of the body. So let's say you're someone who doesn't eat a lot of like red meat, for example, but you have high cholesterol, you might not be eating enough soluble fiber. And you know, speaking of moving things out of the body, if I've got to go back to like the potty talk, if you've got hemorrhoids, I think that pretty much speaks for itself. Like you need your digestive system to be flowing and we need things to be nice and smooth. And so if you are finding that hemorrhoids are a common issue for you, especially postpartum when things are already kind of delicate down there, uh, fiber might be the cause. Okay, a couple other reasons why you might not be eating enough fiber. If you feel really tired and sluggish, you might not be eating enough fiber because a fiber-rich diet helps us to process glucose more slowly. So instead of eating and then having a massive insulin spike and then it bottoms out, it's less of like a spike situation and more of like a little hill. Like our insulin will increase and then it comes back down, but we don't have these drastic changes in insulin. And then lastly, if you are having a hard time losing weight, you might not be eating enough fiber. And I think that this is kind of like the culmination of some of the previous signs that you might not be eating enough fiber, because if you are still hungry after eating, if you are having like these big insulin spikes and then it crashes, if you are low on energy and you're hungry and like looking for something to give you that energy boost, all of this is going to cause us to probably eat more than we need to for weight loss. And so a fiber rich diet can help us to manage our weight. Now, listen, you might be hearing those and think I don't really struggle in any of those areas. If you think that I'm glad that you're not having any of these symptoms, I will say that. However, I would still hedge my bets on the fact that you aren't eating enough. And the reason for that is that recent studies have shown that 95% of Americans are not reaching the minimum fiber intake. That's 25 grams for women, by the way. Only 5% of the people in the US are eating 25 grams of fiber a day. And so this is becoming a huge issue and they are seeing that the lack of fiber intake is leading to a lot of health concerns, mostly because fiber plays a huge part in the prevention of disease, such as heart disease or colon cancer. And so if you, uh, 
think that you might be part of that 95% that isn't consuming enough fiber, you're going to want to get out your pen and paper because I have got 15 ways now that you're going to be able to incorporate more into your diet starting today. And let me just say, I'm about to get super specific. Like I'm going to tell you what meals to make or what ingredients to add so that this becomes easier for you. Okay. All right. So number one, the best thing that you can do if you've got a sweet tooth in the morning is add some berries to your breakfast. So strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, throw that onto cereal or oatmeal or some yogurt. And that is a super easy way to start your day off getting enough fiber. Now, speaking of oatmeal, I want to encourage you, number two, to choose whole grains. So the whole grain versions of bread, pasta, rice, cereal, those oats, these will all boost your fiber intake. I know sometimes people are kind of fuzzy on what a whole grain is. It basically means the grain that hasn't been stripped of its outer shell. So basically like a whole wheat option instead of a white bread or maybe getting the whole grain rice instead of the white rice. I'm not saying that I never have white bread or the white rice. I love myself a good sushi roll. However, that's not gonna be the most fiber rich option. And so if you can opt for the whole grains, that's even better. By the way, I'm sorry, I just had to take a little pause. My laundry machine always sounds like it's gonna take off and blast into outer space at some point every cycle, and it's reaching that point right now, so I'm sorry if you can hear that. But anyway, let's move on to number three. The third thing you can do for fiber is the tried and true beans. You should be including beans in soups, salads, casseroles. Like this is an easy, easy way to boost fiber. I'm sure we've all heard this from the time that we were kids, like beans, beans, they're good for your heart, right? Like we all know the saying, but beans have actually been related to a lot of the blue zones. So if you don't know what a blue zone is, these are basically the five zones in the world or the regions in the world where people live longer than average. So for example, the Okinawa prefecture, uh, Sardinia, Italy, Costa Rica, I forget which part of Costa Rica, but anyway, there's a place in Costa Rica, um, Icaria, Greece. These are all blue zones. And one thing that all of these blue zones have in common is that they eat beans. Beans are a meal staple in these zones. It's something that they all have in common. They have other things in common as well. However, beans are just like in every single meal almost. And so they have been shown to be the number one longevity food. If you want to live a long life, then you should be eating a lot of beans. And now I do hear from people like I would, but beans make me so gassy, et cetera, et cetera. And so my tips for that is number one, make sure that you are rinsing your beans very well. So if you're making them from scratch, then you need to rinse them several times before you put them on to cook. And then it might even help you to rinse them after cooking. And then if you are getting them from a can, you need to rinse that water over and over and over. Um, and that will help to help your body along in processing those beans. Either way, when you start to incorporate more fiber into your diet, you're going to notice in the beginning a lot more gas. Like, let's just be honest, there is a time where you have to adjust. However, your body will learn how to deal with the extra fiber, and in the long term, it will serve you very well. So add more beans to your diet. Uh, number four, snack on nuts and seeds. Okay, I feel a bit conflicted when I say this one, because I know on TikTok, the almond mom thing has become like this huge topic of conversation, or at least it was last year where it was like, is your mom an almond mom? And it's about the mom who's like overly obsessed with healthy foods. And I'm like listening to these TikToks 
and carrying almonds in my purse to offer as like snacks for me or my kids. Um, so I'm not saying it in the sense that like you can never have any other kind of snack. However, these are really good fibrous snacks. Like I'm, I'm just going to say it. Like I love carrying around nuts and seeds. I think it's super easy. They don't go bad. My kids love them. I love snacking on them. So keep them around for a satisfying snack. I think it's way easier. Um, on that same token, like going ahead and taking just a whole piece of fruit with you and some almonds is super easy. Like we don't have to overcomplicate snacks. You can literally just bring a whole piece of fruit and some nuts in your purse. And like, that's good enough. I think we have been sold like this idea that snacks have to be packaged and they don't like we, they need to look like some kind of Luna bar or some kind of quest protein, whatever, or like we need to be making these elaborate snacks. You don't like just pick up some nuts and a piece of fruit and that's fine. Um, okay, so moving on from the almond mom topic, number five, choose high fiber vegetables. So broccoli, Brussels sprouts, carrots, spinach, you can mix these into all kinds of dishes. Okay, so let me tell you about how I use these. Broccoli, I use multiple times a week because I'm a broccoli fanatic, but I love broccoli in like a good chicken teriyaki stir fry. I also use broccoli in like sushi bowls or I will add it as like a side for any kind of Italian pasta dish. Like I use broccoli for basically everything. To me, it is the perfect side dish or vegetable, um, but that's how I would use broccoli. For carrots, I will shred them up and put them in almost everything. Like it's so easy. I also just snack on carrots and hummus all the time. And that's an easy way again, to get in some nuts and seeds, some beans, like hummus is the way to do that. And then I'm getting in the carrots as well. Uh, spinach, again, I'll throw it in everything. I'll also make a lot of salads, but I add spinach to pancakes. I add it to smoothies. Like it's, it can be blended into anything and you have no idea that it's there. And then at Brussels sprouts, I really like Brussels sprouts. My family does. I know it's not for everybody. However, I tried a really good recipe back in the fall that I think will convert any broccoli, or I mean Brussels sprout hater into a fanatic. It was Brussels sprouts with like almonds and cranberries. Delicious. It was like a Thanksgiving side dish, but I would make this year round. It's so good. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think I'm going to have to order that from the grocery today. Um, so yes, pick these high fiber vegetables, throw them into everything, stir fries, omelets, pasta dishes, use them as sides. Like you want to make sure that every meal, about half of your plate is these high fiber type of vegetables. Okay. Number six, fruit as dessert. Oh my gosh, you guys, you guys. I got gifted an air fryer and like not from a company. It was like a friend, <laughs> but they gifted us an air fryer. And the way I have gone ham on cutting up pears and apples and sticking them in the air fryer for like 20 minutes, I will top that baby with like some Greek yogurt or a little bit of ice cream sometimes at night. And I am in my heaven. It is so good. But like just reaching for these fruits and remembering and retraining our palate to just enjoy the natural sweetness of fruits is such a treat. Like it has been so life-changing for me this year to really start reaching for fruit when I'm craving something sweet instead of a dessert type thing. Like I still make desserts for my family. We have desserts, we have friends over frequently and we'll make sure that there are like cookies and things to offer them. But just having this as like a simple, sweet treat throughout the day is, I don't know, it just gives me joy. It sparks joy, okay? I'm gonna Marie Kondo my kitchen and keep all of the fruit. All right, number seven, smoothies with greens. I already touched on this, but blend in leafy greens, spinach and kale into your smoothies. My top tip for this is put that in the bottom of the blender. 
Like you want it to get completely shredded because there is nothing truly worse than like drinking your smoothie and then you get a big old leaf come up through the, the straw, okay? Blend up that spinach or kale first with your liquid and then add in your fruit or whatever else. Okay, number eight, you're all going to rejoice with me on this one. Snack on popcorn. Air popped popcorn actually has a lot of fiber in it and it's low in calories. So it's a quick snack. It's very satisfying. It helps you if you're on a weight loss journey, like popcorn. And again, I said air fried. We're not trying to go for like the super buttery version, but uh, air popped popcorn, great option for fiber and for just like a weight management snack. Okay, number nine, top your meals with avocado. Millennials rejoice. We were right on this one. Okay, avocado is the elite topping for sandwiches, salads, wraps. Like, it's so good. If you have not tried it already, like a toast with a little bit of avocado and then some cottage cheese on top for protein and add some, like, red chili oil or flakes, it's so good, you guys. It's delicious. It's really, really good. You need to give that a try. Okay, number 10, include quinoa in your salads or just swap out quinoa where you might normally use like a different type of white rice. I love doing this. I will add quinoa to my salads, but recently I've just been using quinoa as a base for like curries. And of course, like you can use the whole grain rice and still get the fiber. However, I love quinoa because it's got more protein in it. So I find it more satisfying on the whole. So include quinoa in your salads or just add it in place of rice. Okay. Number 11, include whole fruit in your cooking. So things like tomatoes, pineapple, mango, they make really good complements to a lot of dishes where you can kind of chop them up and add them to a little salsa where you cook your fish or your meat in that little salsa or you serve it on the side as like part of a salad. One dish that I love is to take salmon and then make a mango salsa that goes on the side. So my tried and true mango salsa is regular like yellow mango chopped into squares or like diced with tomato, red bell pepper, maybe some black beans, cilantro. If you think cilantro tastes like soap, you are not my people. I'm sorry. Cilantro is so good. Um, but I will add all of that into like this little pico de gallo salsa type thing and either cook my salmon in it or I'll just serve it on the side. Okay, number 12, make overnight oats or just eat oats in general. I know I already talked about this, but oats is so fiber rich, fiber rich, sorry, fiber rich, and it's very convenient. Now, I will be honest here. Listen, I say overnight because a lot of people in the morning cannot be bothered to do anything for breakfast and they would rather survive off of coffee than have to like stick something in the microwave. But if you are not like a cold overnight oats person, this is my hack for you, okay? You're gonna make your own oatmeal packs. You know, like instead of buying the ones from the store, like the Quaker oats packs that have got a ton of extra like brown sugar and I don't know, additives and preservatives that aren't gonna make you feel super great. You are gonna do a little bit of prep work on your own. So get out your Ziploc baggie or whatever, your Tupperware, and throw in your oats, throw in your protein powder or whatever kind of seasonings you're gonna have. And then the next morning, all you have to do, just like the regular packaged kind, is just put water over it and heat it up in the microwave, right? And it's so much cheaper than buying the packaged version as well. And again, because you're not having all the extra sugar in it, you're gonna stay full for so much longer, which makes it way more healthy, way more satisfying. Um, so yeah, make your oats either overnight or at least prep the mix so that the next morning you are guaranteed to have a meal that's gonna keep you satisfied. And bonus points, if you can add a bit more protein in the form of like, yeah, a protein powder or some yogurt, that will really make it like a powerful breakfast. 
as a rule of thumb, we want to have about 30 grams of protein per meal. And so if you just have oats by itself with some fruit, that's not going to quite cut it. Oats don't have that much protein. And so you do need some kind of other protein source on the side. Okay, number 13, choose high fiber cereals. So let's say you're not an oats person, that's fine. Cereal is not the devil. I don't know why we've been taught like that there are no healthy cereals and that all of it is just like sugary demon food. That's not true. There are lots of really, really good for you cereals. And no, you don't have to buy like the very expensive $10 Kashi or listen, I've been out of the, the States for a while, so I don't know everything, but like the magic spoon, cereals or whatever, all of these that have like the fancy sugars or like they're supposed to be extra healthy, you don't have to pay that much. You can literally just get the Cheerios with no added sugar or just like regular Cheerios, the sugar content is not that high. As a good rule of thumb, look for cereal where the fiber grams is higher than the sugar grams. That's gonna be our rule of thumb. And if it fits into that, then you're probably fine. So more fiber, less sugar, that's a quick and easy breakfast option. Again, this is just a carb source, so it's not gonna have the protein that you would need. You would need to complement that with something else, maybe an egg white omelet or yogurt, but this is a good base for your breakfast. Okay, number 14, homemade trail mix, another great um, like snack option on the go. I uh, love to look up baby led weaning, actually, like trail mixes or you know, different baby-led weaning type snacks when it comes to making trail mixes because generally that means that I have less work to do because I can make the same thing for me and my kids and we all share out of the same bag. Okay, and then number 15, grate your vegetables into your meals. This kind of goes into what I was talking about with carrots earlier, but zucchini, carrots, and other vegetables, they can be blended into sauces. You can throw them into um, pasta dishes. Like I love making a good bolognese. And then instead of just having like beef, I will throw in lentils and chopped up carrots, mushrooms, celery. Like we get a full gambit of vegetables in that pasta sauce. And if your kids cannot stand the, like the thought of eating a vegetable, if they would spit that celery right out of their mouth, just blend it into the sauce. They won't know. How would they know? They're not going to know. No one's going to taste celery, like a little drop of celery in the in their pasta sauce, but you all are still going to get the benefit of the, the vegetable. So be sure that you implement these 15 tips into your meal planning and meal prepping, because honestly, they're very easy. Like if you go over this list, it's not difficult to just have some berries on hand to make sure that you are filling your plates with vegetables, like these are very doable. And if you find that it's still difficult for you to make those decisions, I would say that it's more of a planning issue than it is an execution issue. Like a lot of the times I hear from women of like, I'm just low on groceries or I don't have anything. And that is all on the planning part of things because it becomes five o'clock and we have no idea what we're gonna make for dinner. Okay, you should know what you're gonna have for dinner tonight before 5 p.m. And I'm not saying that to shame you, I'm saying that in a sense of like, your mental load is too heavy for you to be leaving these kinds of big decisions that are gonna affect the way that you feel for the last minute. And I'm not saying that I never have those days where it's 5 p.m. and I'm like, I got nothing. Like, I don't know, it's been such a crazy day. But the good thing is I plan for those days as well by having lots of things in my freezer that I can use. It's not about being perfect all the time. It's just about having some planning and forethought behind everything. Like. Yes, I'm gonna try and plan every dinner for the week, but if I have a crazy day, then I just make sure that in my freezer, I've got like packages of broccoli and edamame and fruits and 
different options that I can pull from so that even if we're just gonna have spaghetti dinner, okay, well, it's spaghetti dinner, but there's lentils in the sauce and I've got broccoli on the side, good enough. You know what I'm saying? I hope so. Like I, again, don't want to shame anybody with this. I want you to know that this is fully attainable. It just takes a little bit of forethought. And so if you're someone who frequently struggles with that 5 p.m. issue, I want you to start planning out your meals and then having some bulk fruits and veggies in your freezer, in your storage, in cans, whatever, so that you've always got something easy that you can reach for when you need to get a meal on the table in 30 minutes and you don't know what to do. All that being said, that will be it for today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. If you have any podcast requests or questions, again, shoot those to me on Instagram or on TikTok. My handle on both of those platforms is sarahkelly.co. That's Sarah with an H, Kelly with an E-Y dot C-O. And until the next podcast, stay hydrated, drink some water. Okay, that's also important. And uh, enjoy your coffee. Reheat it if you need to, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye, mamas.